Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined in studio by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch, and it is a beautiful day today, but I have to get Armani Buckets to start. So we had to take a rain check on the drinks that he owed me for the Lakers making the playoffs, but my goodness, the way the Lakers are playing right now, it's not just about them being in the playoffs. I think I think I think they have a chance here. I think they have a chance here. Up one zero in the series, Armani Buckets. How are we doing today? Well, I mean, the first thing you did when you saw me in the lobby was to say, what did you say? You said something to the effect of he's still not a believer, he's still not a believer. First thing I said back is no. Absolutely not. After watching that masterclass oh. by Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura, by the way, confidence is a hell of a drug. Oh yeah. And you know, Desmond Bain in the post game says, Rui, that was the best game of his life. Let's see if he can do it consistently. You know what? When you play like that on a national stage, when you're letting out those roars and, you know, just hitting big shot after big shot after big shot, I do think Hachimura found something last night that he hasn't. He's shown something before, but this was something different. And I think that we're going to be seeing more of this version of him going forward. The Lakers are scary, man. I mean, even me, I can't deny it anymore. The Lakers are scary. But really quick, before we get into the other stuff, just what a fantastic weekend of NBA playoff basketball in general. Last season, there were so many blowouts in what was supposed to be an exciting postseason. So far through game ones. It was incredible basketball. And this is living up to the hype before we get into the Lakers. I just want to say people are saying this could be the best, most exciting NBA playoffs we've ever seen. And it certainly lived up to it through weekend one. I mean, that Sacramento Golden State game was crazy. And we get a game two tonight, which is going to be pretty, pretty amazing. Um, And then the Lakers, like you mentioned, I I don't think anybody expected them to come out like that. You know, I mean, look, it looked like typical Lakers for the first, you know, two and a half quarters and then all of a sudden LeBron wasn't hitting shots you know Davis wasn't as dominant offensively though he was excellent defensively per usual and then other guys stepped up and we didn't see that with past Lakers teams so that's what makes this team dangerous if you have Reeves and Rui continue I mean Reeves has stepped up the whole second half of Rui now stepping up and then if you get maybe a couple performances um, from Schroeder and Beasley off the bench who didn't even play well Brown didn't even play well you know they're a scary team I'm really hoping they can win these next three games games it's tough to win in Memphis they already did what needed to be done which is split 
already won one, but yeah. if they can win two, man, they're they're in the driver's seat. Great position. So listen, I, we, we can't expect the Lakers to do this. Uh, you know, this was a uh, unique game for them. My favorite Lakers team as a kid growing up, the 1988 Lakers, and this Lakers team did what no Lakers team has done in the postseason since the 1988 Lakers have four players score above 20 points. And again, the leading scorer on a night that the Lakers looked for the first time in a while like they were championship contenders. Rui Hachimura 29 points right behind him. It was Austin Reeves. What if I told you guys that the two leading scorers for the Lakers would be Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. Then you had Anthony Davis 22 points. LeBron James 21 points. And right there with them D'Angelo Russell 19. I mean he almost joined them in the 20 point club. Okay guys so here's what we have to transition into. You can't expect this every night from Rui. Can the Lakers keep this up again? No one's expecting a sweep. No one's expecting them to win in five games. But if John Morant cannot play in game two and the Lakers find a way to win game two and come back to Los Angeles with a 2-0 series lead, now we're talking. Wait, who's nobody? Because I kind of do expect Hachimura is going to score 29 Not that part, but the sweep or the five games is very much in play. Now, listen, with the news that John Morant will likely miss game two, and by the way, guys, he's lucky and the team is lucky that they have a two-day break by the way a lot of players around the league including paul george with the clippers are not happy about that but a two two day break if john morant has been ruled out for game two which right now tentatively speaking he is and if he he can't go in game three and game four you may be right but that would be a heck of a thing if the lakers go from again Pre-trade deadline, not being in the play-in tournament, being below 500. If they go on to sweep the Grizzlies I mean, you, or beat them in four or five, what do you six? guys think the line would be if Morant doesn't play in Game Two? That's a, yeah. By, by, by the way, Grizzlies are still favored right now. So the Grizzlies were favored going into this game by four and a half points. Um, I, I would imagine them to be f- favored again with or without. They would John, have no honest. bench. They would have no bench. Tyus Jones moves into the starting lineup. I think they're, but I also think the Grizzlies played great basketball up until those last couple yeah, minutes. Yeah. I mean, Jaron played great. He showed he could dominate um, one of the best defenders in the sport, and Anthony Davis. I think that's that's definitely a positive. Same with Bain. Bain played great. Kennard. I mean, if he shoots more, he played great. And you have guys like. Uh, I know Roddy didn't have a great game and Aldama didn't have a great game. They have guys that can step up. They're they're still going to be a, a tough out. Trust me. And, and Grizzlies were 34 and six at home, or 34 and seven rather, um, before this game. Lakers had a huge win. If they can steal another game in Memphis on Wednesday, that's going to be huge. I, what a day for LA basketball yesterday. Yes. I know Arash mentioned it. Not a great day for Netflix and Love Is Blind. <laughs> oh my a great, god! A great day for still LA basketball. Days, yeah. I know my parents were heated. They're big fans of the show. They were like, oh, where's this live reunion? And I was like, wait, I think Arash tweeted something. Uh, let me tell you. And then it was funny because you, know, you were really, the direct news source. Yeah, because I tweet a ton about the games. I don't know why, but I was really focused on Well, Love is Blind reunion. So it was supposed to go live at 5 p.m. So I was going to watch the Clippers on one screen. Well, Love is Blind reunion. Did not get to watch it live. But I know, know that was supposed to be like the next big thing for Netflix. Yeah. And yeah, wanted to get into live sports, but, but I mean, you know, that's that's not gonna happen for them. But to your point, the Clippers finding what a win. A win that man. was massive because again, that was a back and forth game. Amazing. And here's the surprise. <laughs> Armani Bucket sporting a Kawhi Leonard Clippers jersey. Um I mean, listen, so we all 
I, I don't want to put us all on black. So I, I picked the Suns in seven. Obviously, that could still happen. How did game one change how you guys view this? Let me go first because I was I was I know you have thoughts on the Clippers and you picked them originally. I picked the Suns originally. Then I have a text on Saturday before the games, before the playoffs begin, I sent out my predictions. And though I still had Grizzlies in six because I was very pessimistic about the Lakers and I was wrong, I did have Clippers in six. I did change my prediction. It just seemed like the way they, the moxie they had in those interviews, they were talking about like Zubach was ready to play. And by the way, Zubach was electric in that game. That was huge. I mean, bullying Aiden was the key step. Aiden soft like Charm. I mean, I hate to say it, but like I I played against DeAndre Aiden in high school and he he was dominant then and you know he could shoot better then he was actually a good jump shooter um but no he's a good player Zubach dominated him man Kawhi Leonard someone said this and I think this is true and it's not as wild of a take if you truly think about it Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs 2019 to 2023 is the closest thing we've seen to prime Michael Jordan in the way he can shoot in the way he can defend not the athleticism but I'm saying like the way he gets to his spots and can score in the way he defends is that a fair 100% I mean Statistically speaking, people were comparing him to Shaq, and I mean, stat-wise, Shaq in the postseason, I cannot begin to tell you guys how dominant that guy was. Jordan, right up there. I mean, you're talking about two of the more dominant postseason players. And I think we're all on the same page. I mean, if Kawhi doesn't get hurt in 2021, that team goes up against Milwaukee. I think be a fa- and they could have won. I mean, we were, we were really robbed. Again, without Kawhi, who was having a historically great postseason that postseason, um, they get to game six against the Suns. I mean, with Kawhi, I think that they beat the Suns, and with Kawhi, I think that they, in my view, probably beat Milwaukee, but that's a fantastic series. And you know why they won this game? Guess who didn't play? Marcus fans have been praying for this day <laughs> and they were distraught going into the series when it was reported that, you know, that, that uh, he was supposed to be in the rotation, and I, I don't know how... Ty Lue came to the realization, like, hey, not, stop playing around. This is the postseason. But Armani Buckets, Kawhi Leonard, 38 points. Again, this is playoff Kawhi. This is what you said. This is, to me, you know, the best player in the Western Conference. And by the way, there's a lot of great players in the Western Conference. You can take your pick of, you know, LeBron or AD on any given night, Durant, Curry, maybe even Deeran Fox now on any given night. Um, I'm forgetting somebody there. I, I know, but regardless. Austin Reeves. <laughs> he said, that was, by the way, I don't know if we'll get a moment this postseason as amazing as Austin Reeves saying, I'm him, I'm him. I just think it was an amazing moment for him. And again, we'll talk about him some more. But again, he could be like a max. I, I have for, a feeling. A max guy. I have a feeling it's not going to be a one-off performance. By I hope him. not. I, I agree. Go ahead. Um, but, you know, this performance by the Clippers I really think that they got this series. And you look at the Suns box score, Torrey Craig, 22 points. Torrey Craig is not going to have that kind of performance again. They're going to dare him to shoot. DeAndre Ayton, you mentioned that Brandon Soft is charming, could not (laughs) grab a rebound. Chris Paul, when people were talking about the Suns' big four, big three, whatever they wanted to call it, this is a big 
two. That is all that it is. And those two are fantastic. But the bench, look at the bench. How many points did the bench have? Combined for 10 points, four from Shamit, four from Landale, and two from Biabo, who looked terrible. terrible. They have no depth. You guys have touched on that this entire postseason. That this team that has no depth. And it proved. Like, when you look at that stat line, like, I don't imagine, you know, Kevin Durant, 27. Again, Craig's not going to get 22 again. DeAndre 18 to Devin Booker, 16. Chris Paul, again, this is what Chris Paul is now, seven points. He'll contribute. He'll get the 11 boards, 11 boards. That's pretty crazy. But uh, there's, there's nothing there that I'm thinking like, oh, like Kevin, uh, yes, Kevin Durant could go off, but uh, this could be a sign of things to come. Yeah, I'm really stoked about the Clippers and Russ. My God, I know we'll get into him, but something I wanted to, uh, to point out first, uh, people who watch the game, and I know we all watch the game, Kevin Durant took how many shots in those last three minutes? Two? Enough, yeah. <laughs> like, why was Book going one-on-one? Like, I'm sorry, I know he thinks he's Kobe Bryant, but get the ball to the best player on the court. How, how hard is that? Like, that might be a different game if Kevin Durant shoots more than two times in those last three Another minutes. reason why I like the Clippers, because at the end of the games, they know, even with Paul George there, you know it's going to go to Kawhi. With the Suns, Chris Paul wants to get to his spots late in games. Devin Booker wants to get to his spots. And then, of course, it should be in Durant's hands. But you have multiple guys that kind of have to share the, the load there. And I feel like that kind of takes everybody a little bit more out of their rhythm. Whereas with the Clippers, it's just Kawhi, Kawhi, yeah. Kawhi. And by the way, Westbrook, I know I might yep. regret saying this, but he's not going to shoot three for 19 yeah. again, right? I mean, well, no, well maybe. he could. He could. The, 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 uh, the thing about Russell is the confidence he showed late. Like that, that block. Amazing. And again, like when Lion. the game is over, showing the heart, those are the moments. And by the way, I don't know what's up with the Suns Arena. Did you see, obviously you saw the video of yeah. Russ. I mean, he's literally going through like a VIP section. <laughs> yeah. It's having a f- filet mignon. Another guy's drinking with a wine. no silverware, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but why is it? Why is Honestly, he? I don't mind that. Talk your talk, Russ. But why I mean, is he, he was in the zone? Player, like even yeah. in that position, I don't know. Well, because I feel like okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now the Suns haven't won much, okay. But what I've seen from their fan base over the past four years, one of the more toxic, <laughs> terrible like fan bases I've seen. So I don't yeah. mind Russ going up and just. I mean, he didn't. T- he didn't punch him. No, he no, no. Said, no. Like, and I agree with that. I mean, know, they made like, that Suns and Four guy a legend. I mean, for sucker punching. When, by the way, they got lucky. Yeah. Davis doesn't get hurt. They don't even win that first round yeah. series. Let's all be real here. So I mean, but the performance Russell Westbrook had late again, poor shooting night. But, I mean, sometimes a game like that gives a player confidence. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and the offensive again, rebounding. What I said with these two series, and I can still be right, but it would be two big wins for both of the teams in Los Angeles. I picked the Suns in seven. I picked the Grizzlies in seven, mainly because they both have home court. Um, so, But, by the way, that can still hold true. But what leads you guys to believe that this is sustainable? Again, always big when the road team can go and win game one because now you can get greedy. It's a little bit hard when when you go into a a situation like this where two games are 
where where you go on the road for, for two games, you want the split. But when yeah. you win game one, you can get greedy. And when you win the first two games on the road, now we're talking. What leads you guys to believe both teams? Let's start with the Lakers. What did they do to make you think that they can take a 2-0 series lead? Well, first off, the game one for LeBron is usually a feel-out game, and they yeah. won. And he didn't have his best game. I mean, he was shooting wild shots. I know he had the like you know what three at <laughs> yeah. the end of the third quarter which is pretty cool but like he was he was turning the ball over he was a turnover machine but his defense by the way excellent defense by lebron yesterday so that leads me to believe with that the way ruiz playing austin reeves we know davis is going to score more than 23 next game um and just their ability to defend everybody not named jaron jackson jr yeah. you know and bain like they just let those guys cook and got the other guys out of a rhythm. That should be enough. I think the Lakers should go into this game, if, if, especially without Morant. There are no That's excuses. The they need to win. Even if Morant plays, I expect the Lakers, based on what I've seen in game one, for them to win. There's no excuses. What comes with that dominant of a win expectations now yeah. lakers nations getting behind this team they oh, say yeah. it's title or bust based on that one game and maybe that's unfair to say but this team could absolutely win a championship if they play like that absolutely because their pathway and i don't want to knock i mean again we'll see how the kings series goes with the warriors but you know if they find a way to make quick work of the grizzlies without john Morant, and then if the kings beat the warriors and again You've, you've predicted. I mean, the Kings are the Kings. The Kings are, are a good. very good team. Good. But, I mean, if you had told, you know, me at the beginning of the season um, that, that that this team's path towards the Western Conference Finals was Grizzlies and Kings, I'd be like, bring it on. Watch it. Watch it. I you know. I yeah, know. The Kings, Kings way, are nasty. Another highlight for me. So, number one was the Austin Reeves. I'm him. <laughs> He game one of the King series. The King's probably 13 years old. Telling oh, 40, 40 on, your on your head. I mean, he's right. The beautiful thing is, obviously, the kid's not mic'd up, but he's very cognizant yeah. of that. So he's holding a four zero eighty taxes. <laughs> it was amazing. By the way, huge win for the yeah. Kings. What they, a great scene. The Warriors now need to play every single card tonight if they don't win this game. It, you you guys don't remember this, and it's hard to recapture that at a new facility. But Sacramento, that was a the hardest road environment in the Western Conference. And the pent-up frustration that that fan base has had for 16 years, they were back at it with the cowbells. They were back at it just on their feet right before tip-off. I mean, that is a tough place to play. Yeah, it's not going to be easy if the Lakers move on and the Kings I move on. I mean, did you hear that the play, that place, Golden 1 Center, on, oh, on, it was amazing. on Saturday? It would be great for me, just as, I mean, someone who remembers that History. time period so well. Lakers, Kings, and Shaq saying, you know, Los Angeles is the capital of California. The Robert Ori show. Exactly. I, that game two tonight is going to be incredible. And I just... If you're Sacramento, DeMontis Sabonis has been a workhorse all season. He was 5 for 17, and he had two assists. I just don't foresee him playing that poorly again. I really think the Kings still have a whole nother level to get to, and I'm really excited. I think they go up 2 nothing tonight. I really wow. do. I really do. I don't. I actually think the Warriors are going to win this game. I, they were so close it's hard. last game. And by the way, know? it's hard to, and again, the series won't be defined by tonight. Sacramento would be holding serve by if they win the, their first two home games. It's hard to eliminate the defending champions. And so, I mean, like, like even if the Kings take a 2-0 series lead, you know, you got that locker room of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond well, Green and whatnot. Let me ask you this. I know we don't have much time in the first segment here, but would you take who would you want to play if you're the Lakers? Because they have a great record against Golden State. 
and they're decent against Sacramento, who would you rather play? It's a very good question. I would still take Sacramento. And also, I think that the emotional drainage that would come from, you know, the Kings having to take out the champs, it takes such a toll on you like emotionally to just have to overcome all of that because the Warriors, if the Kings do win this series, the Warriors are going to punch them as hard as you can possibly punch. And then the Lakers could have potentially an easy series and you get to kind of save up your energy for like a fight in the next round, whereas the Kings could walk in kind of limping into the next round. Yeah, those two Clippers could play the Nuggets in the next round, which would be amazing. Amazing after the three-one again. Clippers (laughs) were up on that series three-one, but again, you know, none of this will be simple. But I mean, you know, like I mentioned, I mean, the pathway—if it was the Grizzlies, the Kings, and the Nuggets to the finals. Yeah, and LeBron mentioned something last night. They asked him something. I forget what the question was, but he said all eight teams or no, all 16 teams have a chance this year to win a championship. It's interesting, you know, because I think the the, the, the thought process from a lot of people was the West is wide open, which I still think it is. But the thought, you know, the thought process was it's the Bucks and the Celtics and whoever makes it out of the East is the prohibitive favorite. Is that still the case? No. No, no. The way what? Milwaukee looked, even when Giannis oh, was on the right. court, I mean, okay. they didn't look great. And the Heat haven't been playing good basketball. I mean, I know the last two games, but that first playing game, I mean, Atlanta's terrible. They lost <laughs> Atlanta. Boston probably has the best shot right now. And I thought Cavs in five. Knicks are really, they got moxie, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my pick. I still think Cavs. I'm going to say in seven. Yeah, I think the only team that you can rule out is the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, exactly. They look terrible. And Minnesota. I mean, they look terrible. Okay, come on. DeAndre Jordan was in the game in the third quarter, dude. Yeah, they're a young team. They got rattled. I don't think they're going to win the series, but I think that they have a lot more fight in them than they they showed in game one. Jokic, who's one of the worst defenders in the league. I believe in Minnesota. We'll see what happens. It'll be a fun – but to your guys' point – couple of blowouts, but outside of that, one of the best first weekends of the postseason we've seen in quite some time. And again, because a lot of these teams are not where they should be ranked. The Lakers are not a seven seed. In fact, they are moving on up. We'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, Grant Mona. Talk more about the Lakers and Clippers when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. 
Welcome back to the Rashmore Cosby Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline and join our good friend who was living the dream. He was on cloud nine yesterday. Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? Guys, I have something to say. It's L.A. all day yesterday. A bunch of upsets. Um, Wow, the Lakers and the Clippers got it done on the road in game one. That's something that I'd say probably a couple weeks ago you wouldn't have said, right? I mean, that's, that's what playoffs is all about right there. Grant, let's let's start with the Clippers. We'll talk about both teams, and you're right. I mean, both teams going on the road and doing what a lot of people thought that they could not do. The Clippers going into Phoenix, uh, there was a lot of talk going into the playoffs about Kawhi, playoff Kawhi. Again, we, we've kind of become accustomed to what we're going to see from him during the course of the season. Load management, playing the first half, maybe not the second half, but it's all for this moment. We're in the postseason, Grant. Uh, he turns into another player. He puts up stat lines that are, uh, you know, we haven't really seen since maybe Shaq or Jordan. Uh, any thoughts on the Clippers game one win and also our first glimpse of playoff Kawhi in quite some time? Yeah, look, I mean, it, it looks like he hasn't missed a step, right? I mean, he outplayed Kevin Durant for that whole game. And a lot of the questions coming in were, okay, well, the, the Suns have the best player on the floor. And I always said, I've been saying this for a while, that you cannot sleep on playoff Kawhi. I know that it's been two years since his ACL injury, and I know that it's his first playoff game since that surgery. But, my goodness, he took over in that, that third and fourth quarter. He had, he had 25 points in the second half, and Devin Booker... Kevin Durant and Chris Paul had 24 combined. He outscored all three of them by himself. Um, and, you know, you can say a lot about Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook finished that game really, really well. But, you know, for them to get to that point, it was Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was the reason they were still in that game. They went through lulls on the offensive end. Um, defensively, I thought they did as good of a job as you can do against those three guys. And not just that, but Torrey Craig had a playoff career high, too. He had 20-something points, a guy that they didn't really pay attention to they kind of let him score and he had his playoff career high and they still withstood that so as a clipper fan you should be pretty pretty convinced that you can win this series just based off that all those guys had had points devin booker had 20 plus kevin durant had 20 plus they held chris paul to seven which is a win but all those guys had good games and yet you still won with russell westbrook having a terrible shooting game and going 10 for 31 from three this this is like as good of a win as you can get, especially in game one on the road in Phoenix against a team that a lot of people are crowning as, as favorites to win the West. So I can't be, I can't be happier about the, the performance that I saw just finishing going, getting through that third quarter um, where the Suns went on a run and then finishing the game. That, that's all you would want to see as a Clipper fan. And Grant, I, I wanted to keep going on that point, right? Because Eric Gordon, he started, you were pretty adamant about, you liked that he started. He had 10 quick points. He played well. No Marcus Morris. He got a fat DNP. I'm sure you were happy about that. That probably, that probably, uh, you know, that definitely was, that raised your endorphin level. You were very, 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 very happy that he did not play. That's always, when he doesn't play, the Clippers have a chance to win every game, right? So I wanted to ask about Gordon in the starting lineup. Uh, if you would switch him for Rocco, why you think Gordon needs to be in there or why Rocco does not need to be in there? Uh, you know, initially, 
I thought that Robert Covington would be slotted into the starting lineup alongside Nick Toom just because they wanted blank, they wanted switchability. Um, you know, but what I saw from Eric Gordon guarding Devin Booker in that game right before the deadline, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but the Clippers played the Suns right before the deadline, went before they got Russell Westbrook. Devin Booker, the primary guard on him was Eric Gordon, and Eric Gordon held his own. And that's why I was so confident with having Eric Gordon in that lineup. Not only is he a better defender than people give him credit for, but he can shoot from really deep. Like, the screens that they set and then Eric Gordon fades off to about 27 feet, he can drain those. I think he has one of the highest percentages of of three of deep threes in the league. So, you know, we saw that he hit a huge fourth quarter three. He had two clutch free throws down the stretch. Um, you know, he wasn't excellent after that first quarter, but in the fourth, when they needed him, he showed up. And I think that's why he's going to stay in that starting lineup. I know he probably won't play as many minutes as a guy like Terrence. Like, even Terrence Mann was in that, that, uh, that closing lineup with Russell Westbrook. Um, and and let me mention, you know, Arash, Arash has been saying this for a long time now, is that Ty Lue, in the playoffs, Ty Lue's an awesome coach. I mean, we've been get, I've been giving Ty Lue hell over this season about rotations and minutes and players that should be getting minutes and should not. In the playoffs, this was a perfect rotation, except for me. I'd probably like to see Rocco, but no Marcus Morris. He went with a Bones Highland, who gave them some energy. Mason Plumley looked awesome. So Ty Lue had a master class in game one, and... I expect him to just keep getting better. You know, there's a lot of things that the Clippers didn't do right. They had 14 turnovers, um, something that they can that can be cleaned up. But Ty Lue did a, did an awesome job coaching. This is exactly what you want to see. Grant, can you just talk about the the matchup at center between Zubats, Plumlee, and Aiton, and and Landale and Biombo? Because it seemed like the centers of the Clippers really set the tone with their physicality, their rebounds. Can you talk about that? Yeah, DeAndre Ayton, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but he gets skittish in the playoffs. Like, he, he wasn't – Russell Westbrook was grabbing rebounds over DeAndre Ayton. There's a few possessions I watched, rewatched, and DeAndre Ayton's just standing in the paint doing nothing while Russell Westbrook's doing work down there. And if you have a guard outworking your center, especially a center that you just signed to a four-year, almost max deal – that's not what you want to see. DeAndre Ayton should live in the paint, but he was taking a bunch of mid-rangers. You know, Zubats had a had a double-double after the first quarter, I think. So, you know, they, they were feasting. Even Mason Plumley was was doing work down below. I mean, I know he's probably going against Jock Landale for a lot of the time, but they kind of, you know, DeAndre Ayton's going to get his mid-rangers. He's going to shoot that, but that's what you'll take. He missed a lot as well. So, for him, I think that, you know, Zubats, I've, I've said this on, on our pod, is that I think Zubats is a better better matchup. And then Aiton, I, I just think he's better. He's more physical. He can grab more rebounds. He's a better defender. Um, you know, that's not to say DeAndre Aiton's not that good, but I just like Zubats over him and what he brings to the table. He's more physical. That's what you need in a series like this with a bunch of stars. You need guys that are going to get rebounds and protect the paint, and that's what Zubats did. So I, I, I kind of expected this. I know a lot of people didn't, but I, I expected it. We're not done talking about the Clippers, uh, Grant, but we do need to transition here. Talk about the the Lakers again. I, I think that the the hope was that they would get the split. Uh, not only did they win Game One, Grant, they did they won going away sixteen point win. Not only did they win the contributions from Rui Hachimura and Dawson Reeves. And listen, it does not look like John Moran will play in Game Two. He may be out for the series. We don't know yet. But at the very least, uh, Grant, when you win Game One like that, and John Moran's out for Game Two, if they take a 2-0 series lead coming back to Los Angeles, your thoughts on the Lakers? Uh, look, 
after that Wolves game, there was a lot of skepticism, especially from my from my end, um, about how their offense gets it can get stagnant. Um, guys can miss shots in a, in a close game. But what the Lakers showed me in game one is that if you get into a seven-game series with this team, they're scary. And I know it's game one. A lot of people say, oh, it's a feel-out game. Well, hey, that was a pretty good feel-out game for LeBron. Everyone says, oh, LeBron has feel-out games. That was a pretty good feel-out game if you're going to win on the road against a two-seed. I know LeBron didn't. This is what, what I've been saying for the longest time is about Austin Reeves being the primary ball handler and having LeBron and AD play around him. Because when Austin Reeves has that ball, he, I mean, he had a behind-the-back assist in crunch time to Rui Hachimura right on the money for a three. That is something that even veterans can't do. And this second-year kid did that with the ball in his hands. And this is why I've been saying for, for weeks and weeks is that he should be the primary ball handle and have LeBron and AD play off of him because he is that special. I mean, they went on a 15-0 run with two minutes left to close that game. That is impressive no matter what game it is. Game one, two, three, four, five, I don't care. The Lakers looked really good. And it's not just LeBron and AD that looked good. And I was a little bit worried about AD, but it looks like he's going to be okay, thankfully. It was the guys around him. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, say what you want about him in that Wolves game. He had he kept him in this game while LeBron and AD were out. He had 19 points. Um, Rui Hachimura looks sensational, not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. This is kind of what I thought they were going to get from him, and now we're kind of seeing the potential. Like When they first traded for him, he was kind of off. Now he looks awesome. Austin Reeves has blossomed, in, blossomed into a fantastic player. Um, if they keep this up, I mean, look, John Morant out for game two, maybe game three. You go back to L.A. with a 2-0 lead, even a split. You already won the split. You took back home court. That sets up a great series. The Lakers are in great shape right now, something that I did not think that they would be. I thought they would be down 2-0 going into L.A., but now they're, they may be up 2-0 going back to L.A. with LeBron and AD, with that supporting cast. I mean, it, it's, it's getting scary for, for the Memphis. I'm just going to say that. Hey, Grant, I wanted to ask you about this Milwaukee-Miami series because Tyler Hero breaks his hand. Giannis is, may not play in game two. I mean, they're going to be cautious with him. He may play. I don't know. But they lose that game one. Giannis doesn't play the second half. The Heat kind of hobbled, and they lost to Atlanta, who was by far the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Still left, in my opinion. But then they had two impressive wins. What, how, how long do you expect this series to go, and what are your initial thoughts on the Eastern Conference playoffs? Because Arash mentioned this earlier in Armand. Like, we were talking about the Western Conference playoffs, and yes, it's lived up to the hype, but the East playoffs has been electric as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that actually shocked me a lot because the Bucks without Giannis were still a very good basketball team. I mean, they had Drew Holiday and, and Chris Middleton playing. Drew Holiday didn't have a good game either, but Chris Middleton showed up. And, you know, for, for a majority of the season when Giannis was out, the Bucks stepped up and they just did. I mean, we talk about playoff KD, playoff Curry, playoff Kawhi. How about playoff Jimmy Butler? I mean, this guy is up there with the best in the playoffs and he showed it again. And if he plays like that, I'm not going to say that the Heat are going to win the series because I do expect Giannis to be back at some point, but I'm I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy win for the Bucks. I mean, this series may go six, maybe seven if Jimmy Butler's playing like that. And I know they just lost Tyler Hero, but they lost Tyler Hero in what, the second or third quarter? They still had a pretty good game after that. So if, if I'm a Heat fan, I'm saying, okay, look, if Giannis is out for game two and we can steal another one, I mean, I do think that this Heat team with Jimmy Butler playing like that, they could maybe steal game two as well if Giannis is out. 
I kind of do expect Giannis to come back. And with Giannis, they're, the Bucks are probably one of the better teams in the league. But look, it's the playoffs. Anything could happen. We said we saw we said the same thing in 2020 when the Bucks played the Heat that in that series. The Bucks had a 60 win season and they lost in the first round to Miami. So it's not out of the realm. I'm just saying, like, watch out for the Heat if Jimmy Butler's playing like that. It could go six, maybe seven. Grant, let's put you on the spot. Let's put all of us on the mm-hmm. spot. Right now, overreactions after game one. We love it. Best team in the West. Arash, start with you. Best Got team in the West. To go with the Denver Nuggets okay. just because, listen, they are the number one seed. They had the one blowout, big blowout of the weekend. I mean, do I believe the Nuggets will come out of the West? No. But right now, if I was to do a Brandon Deutsch like power rankings, I would say the, the Nuggets. But the team that I'm finally, and again, I will tell you guys, you, you can vouch for this. As a Lakers fan, I have been the one to say, I'm happy that they're in the playoffs. What a great turnaround. I think it'll be a good series against the Grizzlies. I did not pick them to win. For the first time watching that game, and not just the way that they won, but the confidence that those guys showed, the supporting cast, the role players, not only do I believe that they can win, I'm now jumping on the bandwagon of all these people who have said, hey, maybe that they can go on a run here and go to the finals. For the first time, I'm finally believing that. But as we sit here today on a Monday, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, well, by the way, they not just go to the finals. They could absolutely win the That's finals. That's crazy, yeah. Uh, if they play like that, I mean, Boston is probably the team right now that you're looking at that's most likely to get there. But it's been one game. We still want to see more consistency from the Lakers. It, for me, it was between the Kings and the Clippers. The Lakers played great, although I still saw some of those inconsistencies through the first three and a half quarters, which is why I can't say they're effectively the best team. And Denver played a Minnesota team that had played how many games in, like, Four, five, four days, like two and four days. So, I mean, it's like, for me, I think it's, I'm going to say the Clippers. I think that was a statement win. Um, They stayed in it. They did their typical Clippers. They were up by a lot. They blew it, and then they came back. That's what they always do. It's probably what's going to happen in game two as well. But I'm going to say barely the Clippers, because I think the Warriors and Kings each have an argument. They each looked excellent, so I can't definitively say one is better than the other just because Wiggins missed a wide-open three and Curry missed that three at the end. So I'm going to say Clippers. I'm going to go with... Uh, what you just said, Brandon, Warriors or Kings. I don't know who the better team is just yet because it was so close. It, it came down to that final possession. But I think that the winner of that series, now it, it could take a lot of emotional toll on whoever wins because I think it's going to be a dogfight throughout. But I'm going to go with whoever wins that series. And I think it's going to be Sacramento, but I guess we'll wait and see. Grant, who do you got? I think, you know, you guys are spot on, the Kings and the Warriors. I mean, that game was one of the better games of the year, right? Like, if you look at the, the whole year, that was probably one of the best games. That and Knicks Cavs. But, you know, the, the Kings, you know, a lot of the questions were, okay, what about their defense? What about, you know, can they stop the Warriors? It didn't really matter because the Kings just outscored them. I mean, that's that's what they could do. The Kings can just outscore a team when that, without playing defense. And they showed that. I don't know if that'll last, but I will say that the Warriors and the Kings are probably the top two. I'd say Denver three and then Clippers four, honestly. I, I think Denver had a really, really impressive win. I know it's against Minnesota, but they looked awesome. Like, their defense was excellent. And that was a lot of the question was about their defense. They looked really good defensively. We know Jokic is going to be great. We know Murray's going to be great. So, I think Kings Warriors, whoever went – this is reminiscent of that 4-5 where it was uh, Clippers-Spurs back in 2015 where it's kind of like a Western Conference Finals in the first round. This is kind of like that where it's two teams that – are probably at the peak of their powers. The Warriors looked awesome. And whoever wins that, they have a pretty good path to the to the Western Conference Final. 
Yeah, and Grant, let me ask you about the Sixers because I know they have pro- probably the easiest first-round matchup. I know the the um, Nets have Mikal Bridges. He's been great. Cam Johnson's been great. Um, you know, Embiid didn't have an excellent first game. It was James Harden, which was kind of surprising to me because we know what has happened to him in the past in the playoffs, and he looked electric. I mean, he had 23 points, 13 assists. We may see that again. That game may be over if you're if you're listening in L.A. by this time, but. What do you expect to see from the Sixers now that Milwaukee is kind of, you know, not as, I know it's one game, but not as dominant as we thought. Um, You know, Boston has an easy, probably four game series, but look, the Sixers could be out in four as well. That Celtics 76ers series could start sooner than any other series. Yeah, look, it, the Sixers, I always thought, were one of the sleepers. I know there's a lot of talk about them choking and Doc Rivers and all that. But James Harden showed me something. I mean, Joel Embiid was hard doubled every time he touched the ball. That's why he didn't have that many points. I think the Nets are fine with just letting him pass out of a double team and give it to somebody else. That's why he didn't have that many points. He's still going to get his, but James Harden kind of, I mean, even defensively, James Harden looked pretty good, um, especially coming off that Achilles soreness. He looked pretty good, pretty spry. So, and you also got to look at the Cavs, who a lot of us thought were a sleeper, are they took an L in game one at home against the Knicks, who also look pretty good. And I know that the Knicks, you know, they have their ups and downs, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, like the Celtics and the Sixers probably look like the best teams in the East right now, which is something that we probably didn't say. We probably said the Bucks were going to be far and away the best team. Now you have the Celtics and Sixers making statement wins. Uh, game. Look, it's game one. I know a lot of people throw those out, but there is enough of a sample size in those games and, and for the opponents to say, okay, well, these teams are probably going to be good for a round or two, at least a round or two. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive what both of those teams did. I mean, I expected the Celtics to destroy the Hawks, uh, but what the Sixers did against a, a defense that has Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and some pretty good defenders, Royce O'Neal, DFS, um, they did a pretty good job, a, a lot better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we touched on this in the first segment. But what 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 happens when you win Game One? You get greedy, and and if the, if both of the teams in Los Angeles, the Lakers and the Clippers, can find a way to win Game Two, really more so for the Lakers because of John Moran. I mean, if he's out for an extended period of time, and that could just be one week. I mean, if if Jaw's out for a week, they they may be done. Armani Buckets, I'm going to close with you. If the Lakers do find a way to win this first round series and then go on to lose in round two, we've talked about this before. Would you run this back again? I, regardless of how much that costs, because again, it, we can we can we, we can all agree the cost has gone up. Do you like this team again? Just one game, but let's just play this out. Let's just say that they beat the Grizzlies in six. And then it's a great game series in uh, two, but they lose to either the Kings or the Warriors. Do you still run this back? Yes, I would. But, you know, it's because running it back would be the, the wisest choice. Yeah. You're going to re-sign Austin Reeves. They're not going to get rid of LeBron or Davis, especially if you win around. I still don't think that it's, you know, a wise bet to bet on 38, 39-year-old LeBron yeah. and Davis, but you've made this bet. Now you have to lie in it. And by the way, you might be going down Figueroa at the end of this season in, <laughs> in a parade float. So who knows? Oh, I God, mean, don't get – uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be the highlight of my life. <laughs> we, we, we didn't get a parade in 2020. That's true. You know? yeah. We deserve and one. Just for, you know, sometimes I, I lose sight of this, uh, but it's like, yeah, I mean, you guys were so young even in 2010, and yeah. you certainly don't re- remember the Kobe Shaq parades. And so, yes, and by the way, 
you know, there's not that many players left from the 2020 team. Obviously, the, the, the top two guys are here, but I mean, it would be great. Again, we were robbed of it in 2020. If the Lakers, after again being a below 500 team, not even being a play in tournament, it would be team, the greatest turnaround in NBA really history be. if they win a championship. Um, listen, I think everyone here is is rooting for a. All Los Angeles Western Conference Finals. I know that would be music to the ears of uh, Grant and Mona. Uh, but Grant, we're going to have you back on. A great first weekend. Great games won for the teams in Los Angeles. We'll have you back on uh, as this series progresses. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.